Hey guys, and welcome back to They Know How to Write. You guessed it, this is our author interview season special holiday edition. My name's Natalie. I'm Megan. And I'm Angela Breen. <gasps> welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank special you for guest. having me. Yes, if you haven't already figured out, we are uh, interviewing authors again, and we have Angela Breen with us today, which we are very excited about. Yes, very excited. Literally, I remember Megan texting me and she's like, I found an author. And I was like, oh, <laughs> tell me more. She, <laughs> I was like, say less. I'm coming on the show. <laughs> um, but yes, we're very excited for our, this is our second series, second season of doing They Know How to Write mm -hmm. for the holiday season. So we're going to dive right into some get to know you questions. As two Potterheads ourselves, we like to ask all of our guests, what is your Hogwarts house? Are you a Slytherin, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff? We're dying to know. <laughs> so, oh, I'm so ooh, excited. Ooh, I love like this. I love where this is going. Yes, continue. According to Pottermore, I am okay. a Gryffindor, ooh, but okay. I recently started the Hogwarts Legacy game and I ended up as a Hufflepuff. Oh, so wait. I am playing true to the game as a Hufflepuff, but I do intend to go back and see if I can't get that Gryffindor. <laughs> wait, so I haven't played the game yet. Do they like ask you a bunch of questions to sort you at the beginning? Unfortunately, they ask you three questions. Oh. So okay. it's not it's not like the Potter. I was a little bit disappointed in how few questions they asked mm -hmm. me. Um, and I think it's because I chose that I was excited to learn from the teachers and I didn't say that I was excited about adventure. And then mm, I think I said loyalty yeah. was the most important oh, uh, character trait. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, th my husband ended up in Slytherin and I was like, we can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but every Slytherin needs their Hufflepuff. They really I do. Know. So and then, and then I ended up doing the Sebastian, he's a Slytherin storyline, mm. and he looks just like my husband's character. And I was like, oh, look, we can be boyfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I'm a Hufflepuff. Uh, true Pottermore, you know, I haven't played the game. Uh, my boyfriend is actually a Slytherin. Uh, I think he got Slytherin in the game, too, because he did play. Uh, but he is absolutely a Slytherin. So I am I understand the whole Slytherin thing. And yes, every Hufflepuff needs their Slytherin. It is true. And there's an allure there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a Ravenclaw. It's very obvious some days. And other days, it's, I'm, I'm a Ravenclaw with a like, I don't know, impulsive issues. She's a she's a Ravenclaw, but she's got some Gryffindor tendencies. Yes. And whereas I'm a Hufflepuff with Slytherin tendencies. Yeah. I And then my husband's a Slytherin. Which our cynical go. Right? Yeah. Our, our, our uh it's really funny because we're like super cynical and sometimes judgy and we'll just sit there together and just like people watch. <laughs> it's so like, oh, what's happening here? What's happening here? <laughs> yes, that for the long time I thought I was a um Gryffindor because I like adventure and I like exploring things and like, oh, you want to go jump off this cliff? Heck yeah, I want to jump off the cliff, you know. <laughs> Which yeah. is not very Ravenclaw, but I do have some uh, Gryffindor tendencies, like jumping off cliffs for, for fun, recreationally. Into water. I'm going to clarify that as well. Into water. Yeah. Into, Into water. water. That is an important clarification. Or like wearing a bungee suit or something. I was yeah. say, or they have those things where you can like spread your arms and legs and you like glide down. Yeah. I would love to do that. The um, most I've ever done that's similar to that is I did, um, what is it called? Hang gliding. 
you when oh, you yes. run off and you hang glide down yeah. that was a lot of fun that was really cool that's like on my bucket list is hang gliding I, I um parasailing really cool as well that that was uh they give you like three different heights to go from and I'm like go big or go home all the way up baby like why would I do the lowest one I don't know what I'm gonna go parasailing again yeah. like <laughs> all the way to the top <laughs> which is just that is my uh my Gryffindor showing yes <laughs> All right, next question, a little more intro. Would you say, what is your element? Are you a fire, a water, an earth, or an air? I'm a water for sure. <gasps> really? I need I need water. I need the ocean. Like my we lived next to a river for a while and that was the best because I could literally just go put my feet in all the time. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. You're also a water, Megan. I Two am waters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I, I, yeah, we, uh, that is, so I'm taking notes on this because every year we like to track how many like certain hot houses we get. It's really interesting <laughs> to see what authors like mm-hmm. lean towards. And like, I think, um, so far, I think Gryffindor is like our lowest, isn't I it? I think so. Yeah. And then our highest, honestly, a lot of Slytherins, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of Hufflepuffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we, we had a lot of Hufflepuffs and a lot of Slytherins last um, year. So uh, we, we like to make a list of their element and their house. <laughs> this is the Ravenclaw showing, the data. I want to see the data. <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, and for the final question, um, if you could have three dinner guests, any dinner guests that you wanted, I, celebrities, uh, fictional, uh, dead or alive, like any, anyone. Three dinner guests. Who would you have? I would want Ryan Reynolds and his wife. Ooh. Ooh, okay. And so I guess that's two. And uh, Sherilyn Kenyon. Okay. Author. See, okay. I knew this was going to be a good question. <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't. This is a fir- the first time we've asked this question. So. And we were like, what? Because we wanted to mix it up. We were like, let's mm. do a different icebreaker question. <laughs> and we agreed on this one. I was like, this is, we're going to yeah. get a bunch of authors in here and we're going to ask them this question and we're going to get some good mm-hmm. answers. Yes. Oh, Ooh, I nice. like that. That's so, I, I don't know where I thought you, what you were going to say. <laughs> I wasn't expecting I, that. But I like it. But like, it's great because, you know, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, they would be fantastic. Oh, uh-huh. they would be, it would be so wonderful. fun. You would be just laughing the whole mm-hmm. night. It would be great. I mean, also like, uh, Ryan Reynolds could bring his gin because doesn't he make yes. gin? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he, he does. His, he can bring. And I already use his phone service. So See? there you go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll bring the drinks. You'll have the meal. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's get into you, your books, everything like that. For our listeners, can you kind of describe some of the tags or genres of your writing so people can be like, oh, well, this is totally up my alley. (laughs) So I write pretty gritty love stories, which is romantic suspense, but I really like, I like the gritty part. So I have a lot of serial killers, Um, not romantic lead serial killers. It's not that kind of um, grit. But I like having kind of the heroes fighting something that's that dark. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I also really like to make things uh, humorous and hopefully a little bit fun. So it's finding that balance that I really like. Um, and it depends on, so I have serial killers, yes, but I also have uh, human trafficking and um, just different, there's different kinds of crime, but there's always yeah. some kind of crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like another author who does very similar, the suspense romance. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on her name? Nissa Catherine. <laughs> it's like, I literally read it her book like this week. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Nissa Catherine before? She's a similar genre to you. I have not, but I am always open to reading other romantics. I got into romantic suspense because I am a true crime buff and I always wanted a book where you know like the 80s like action movies where there was romance and then there was a lot of action and sometimes there was a serial killer or some kind of puzzle I wanted that in a book and I a lot of the romantic suspense that I read is either more romance or more suspense and it's not really Mm -hmm. balanced out Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of why I got into writing it and I have been on the hunt for authors who do that well also so I would highly recommend I think we would highly recommend um it would be the project Arma it isn't uh, quite the endeavor it's what eight books Megan yeah but they're shorter they're short it's all the better but they're (laughs) more the better yeah it's eight books okay well to be fair (laughs) so so we have to we have to let I have to let you know what you're getting yourself into right right right. it's a lot it's a lot so it's it's project Arma which is eight books and a novella and then there's um blue halo which no, 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 is no. we could just focus on no 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 <laughs> and then after project arma is blue halo which is seven six books right now six and gonna seven, be seven it's gonna be eight it, oh right it it's gonna, gonna be, eight. be eight and then there's mercy ring which is after that which is four books four. right now but there are more coming so no there's no more coming in mercy ring oh. she's doing a spin-off series one character from mercy ring is getting a trilogy okay that's her so first- it's it's an endeavor but it is worth it but um, if you're only going to read one of them we'd highly recommend mm-hmm. just doing project arma you do have to read yes. them in order because oh my gosh she left me on red for like a month after I read a big plot twist. And I was like, Megan, <laughs> I was like, yeah. like you're trying to, it's, um, it's a military suspense romance. Mm. Um, and they're all like special forces. And the, um, like, there's like corrupt government agents, underground agencies. And it's do you like, like, do you, this is how she got me into it. Do you <laughs> like superheroes? Yes. Do you like Marvel? Yeah. How do you feel about Bucky Barnes and I Captain like America. him. Okay. I like him. Captain America is not my favorite, okay. but I do like Bucky. See, okay. So she literally said to me, she goes, it's a series of Bucky's. Yes. Um, it's super it, soldiers. It's super soldiers. So yeah. it's, it's good. But anyway, we, anyway, we you need to read it. Um, <laughs> we are here to talk to you about yes. your books. <laughs> um, I was looking at your website, which is so cute. <laughs> I love, I love all your merch nice mm-hmm. thanks um you've written seven novels is that correct I have written I've written a lot uh four of them are under Angela Breen okay and are available and then I have best kept secrets which is strictly for my newsletter subscribers you get mm-hmm. a chapter every Tuesday Ooh. and the people that signed on early are suffering right now because mm-hmm. I have a problem with endings and I'm sorry to any of my readers who are watching this. I am working on it. It will be finished. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. It's just, I have to, I have this like thing where when I get to the ending, I have to step away to make sure that I tie it all together just right. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than a disappointing ending. Yes. And I'm yes. terrified. A hundred thousand yes. percent. Yes. So it's for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you have a third book is um, from the, the devil she knows has, is it out or is it coming out soon? It's coming out soon. So I, this is, yes. So the first one is chasing the lead. Yes. Um, and this was, I, I like writing serials, which are like the shorter novella kind of, Mm -hmm. um, cliffhangers, um, like to make a story, just stretch it out, really get to know your characters, that kind of thing. And devil she knows is the third book. There's going to be four total. Um, and because I am writing the ending, as soon as I finish devil, she knows (laughs) you see where this is going. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I, I started to panic, but I'm finally at a Mm -hmm. point now where I feel really good about it. And I am determined to at least get devil. She knows out on my birthday. Cause I like to release a book on my birthday, which is November 10th, if not sooner. Um, and I'm going to write them together and send them to the editor together, do all of the whole process together. So once Devil She Knows is out, the other one is coming out. It's not, there won't be any waiting, mm-hmm. which I was doing hopefully to avoid my best kept, kept secret conundrum that I'm currently living. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, cool. That's so cool. Sorry, I was looking at the calendar to see what day that was. <laughs> I was like, what day of the week is this? <laughs> Very cool. Oh, well, I wanted to circle back real quick because you mentioned true mm-hmm. crimes and I wanted to know, like, do you have a favorite? There's so many from, like, I would say, like the 90s and early 2000s of crime shows. Like you have Bones, you have uh, Law and Order, you have Criminal Minds, you have like NCIS. Are any of those like your guilty pleasures to just binge or do you like all of them? I, I enjoy all of them. Yes. Um, but I love like Bones showed a different side, which is, I would argue also kind of contributed to my writing style um, because I like the science side mm-hmm. and then, and you get these different personalities. I just love all of that. Um, but the one that I would say hooked me initially was Law and Order SVU. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> I found it on when it was on Netflix back in like, I don't know. It was around the time I had my son. So 2010, 2011, I started binging Law and Order SVU. <laughs> and luckily they already had a lot of seasons at that point. So. I don't know why, but I, I had, you give off the vibe of the Law and Order. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I was literally like writing this list down. I was like, she seems like a law and order kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it I, is, I, but it was. <laughs> I'm not a I I tried to get into the other law and orders and I just it's Benson and Stabler for me that's my Mm -hmm. my favorite yeah I have a soft spot for a less popular one but I love Rizzoli and Isles I love the I I only watched the first season of that it's I I know well they can't it's only like it's not that many seasons because they canceled the show because of a major character death but it is one of my guilty pleasures. That and Bones. I will binge Bones frequently. I love Bones. I love mm-hmm. uh, Criminal Minds also. Yeah. Yes. Mind Hunter. If, if I could have any see, any show come mm-hmm. back, I want them to finish Mind Hunter, do the full five seasons that they were supposed to do, and finish the BTK arc. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched that one. So I I'm going to have to write that down to mm-hmm. check it out. Now, do you, um, so since good. you write about serial killers and suspense, do you just binge all of the like documentaries or drama documentaries that Netflix has been putting out? 
Yeah, Netflix, a uh, couple on Hulu, anything on, like anything I can find on Amazon, mm-hmm. um, all of them, because, well, it, I also like to watch multiple documentaries on one um, person, because you get different sides of the story that's based true, on who talks and, and all of that stuff. Um, I like the ones where they have the interviews with the investigators, so like the Night Stalker mm-hmm. one was so good. That's I okay so I guess kind of similar are you into horror do you like watching horror movies too or is it just I, it's more of the I <laughs> I grew up on um unsolved mysteries actually I would say it was my mm. first like even mm-hmm. crime and anything but then they had those ones that were like about like the chupacabra or the werewolves or whatever and so I kind of shifted into this horror land and then my parents let me watch things that they probably shouldn't have like gremlins <laughs> when I was five and like um yeah so I watched these kind of horror movies that were kind of they weren't the worst horror movies they weren't super gory or anything but they were definitely scary for a five-year-old um <laughs> so I got into horror early and then I married my husband who just it has to be a really good movie for him to sit down mm-hmm. and watch a horror movie because he doesn't scare yeah. easy so he doesn't have the like fun of being afraid um but my son is just turning 13 so we're starting to to Ooh. like we watched the Blair Witch Project the other oh. night and yeah, yeah it was it's I been so fun I, I can't watch that because I live in Tennessee and I refuse <laughs> I'm like no nope, I don't want to I... be a little too close to home literally <laughs> I didn't watch it forever because mm. I was like, that's too much for me. I, mm. I can't do it. And then I think I was like 20 or something and I was home alone and it was nighttime. And I was like, this is going to be, it. it's going to scare the crap of me. It's going to be great. And it scared me so bad that I almost <laughs> wouldn't let my son watch it. But then he was fine. He thought it was cool because he's also really into film, like making films. Oh, yeah, he's like, well, yeah. that's cool. Like, yeah. this is like, I'm like, it's the first big found footage. I don't know if it was mm. the first one, but it was the first big one that I ever knew of. Um. So he really enjoyed it. And and I just, I love horror. I forgot how much I love horror until my son was like, mm-hmm. let's, because I just cool. can't watch him with my husband. So, well, I would say if you, I, I love horror as well. It's one of my, but I'm really picky about what kind of horror I watch. I don't like just anything. Yeah. Um, we recently watched mother and that was, yes. yes so good. Right. Like I just told I just told my son about it. I was like, that one would be fun. Because it's the <laughs> one about where it takes place in the Airbnb. There's a bunch of ones called Mother. I know. I'm like, wait, what happens yeah. in it? I think um, I just saw the ad for that one when so I was looking for a different one. We That's the thing is we were having a movie night with some friends and we were looking up different movies. We read this review about a book, a book, <laughs> a movie called <laughs> Mother. And then we went online and got the movie called mother and we realized it wasn't the same review that we read we had actually picked a completely different one and it was good going in blind like the only thing that we knew about it was its name's mother and that it was about an airbnb and i honestly like would say and they even say this in a lot of reviews do not read the summary do not look at it don't don't even watch the trailer (laughs) like legitimately it's so good it is so good and uh oh amazing like I think Bill Skarsgård no one of the Skarsgårds is in it um and he oh oh it's so good it's so good the one I I was the one I was thinking of is mama oh the little girls oh that one's really good now I would I would say mother is pretty 
intense and very graphic. So very I don't scary. know. Oh. Um, yeah, no. more scary and just graphic because there is um things. Gory. I can't like it's gory. Yeah, there we go. Gory. It's gory. gory yeah. The word you're looking for. I'm like, gory. I thought that's what you were going for, but I was like, what yeah, is no. this word that I'm trying to describe? <laughs> gory. It's yeah. very gory, but it's, oh, I, it's it's so good. I'm not a huge fan of gore. Um, if it's good, like if the story is good, then I can, you know, get through it, but it's not my favorite. Legitimately, I watched this movie probably four months ago and I still have not stopped thinking about it. Like I literally, wow. I got a Snapchat about it as soon as she finished one. Cause I don't do horror. I don't do yes. scary things because I am, I am a baby. I don't, if I watch something scary, I will still think about it months later and not in like a good way. And I, I'm trying to fall asleep and oh God, there's something at the foot of my bed. Like I can't, no, I can't do it. So, so if I'm the opposite of what you were saying um, with your husband, where he, it has to be a good story. Cause he doesn't scare hmm. easy for me. <laughs> It has to be a good, good enough story to be worth the, the trauma yeah. that I'm going to feel. Yes. <laughs> the, the terror I'm going to feel. So like I watched, um, the first ever like scary, scary thing I watched by myself, um, of my own free will, because there are some scary things I've watched, not of my free will. Um, <laughs> and, um, it was the haunting of Hill house on Netflix. And I binged watch that series and it was so good. But I was like laying in bed, just like, I hate everything. Why did I do this to myself? But <laughs> it was worth it. It's worth it. Well, I guess in the same vein as horror movies and all and documentaries and things like that, I'm assuming you do a lot of research or at least looking in for inspiration when writing your crime aspect or your like grittiness aspects for your books. Yeah, a lot of them um, do come from just because I enjoy true crime. So I'm constantly listening <laughs> to podcasts, watching documentaries. Um, so sometimes a, a particular situation will spark um, an interest. So that's like What's in a Name, which is my my debut under Angela Breen. That one um, was inspired by the serial killer Stephen Morin. And I don't know if it's true or not, but Sarah, her name is Sarah Passan, and she wrote a book, a memoir, and she did an episode of, oh my goodness, it's one of those crime shows, like 48 hours, but it's it's not that big. It was smaller on investigation discovery, and I can't think of the name of it. Um, but anyway, she did an episode on it, On and there's a lot of things that say that she made it up, but if she did, it was a great story, so, and it inspired me. <laughs> um, but he would... I had to research more into him because that was just her her side of the story. So I had to research like who this guy was besides being obviously obsessed with specific women and then, you know, killing them. Yeah. Um, but he would go to, he would move to a new place. Uh, and when he was done there, he would go to either his girlfriend at the time and convince her to give him his, her child's identity or oh. go to a graveyard and pick out an identity and just kind of create, recreate himself. Um, and that's kind of what I was going for with what's in a name. It's like, because how do you catch someone? So it took the FBI a really long time to catch Stephen Warren because it was it was during the time it was in the 70s. They didn't uh, have a means to put together all these different identities. Yeah. Um, 
so that you know he killed a lot of women by the time he was caught and I thought that was really cool I said it in the 90s because I wanted the amber alert I don't remember why but I needed the amber alert system so it's a 96 um but yeah so that was how that went um but generally I don't need to do a ton of research once I've picked something um mm-hmm. I kind of rely on for that one I needed to understand because I was basically using him as the inspiration mm-hmm. for the serial killer um so I needed more about him but generally speaking I don't do a ton of research I have I already did a lot of research into the um psychology behind serial killers and their specific uh needs yeah. desires yeah. <laughs> yeah. obsessions um <laughs> so I kind of I, I pick a few of those kind of creepy traits and throw them into a character mm-hmm. and then we go from there okay so That'd I guess cool. this kind of ties into all that um are you a pantser or are you a planner when you're I'm writing? kind of in the middle I consider myself a planter <laughs> ah, <laughs> um that's me <laughs> yeah I'm right there with you <laughs> So I have to know where I'm going, roughly. It can go right out the window if something better comes along while I'm writing. But I have to have that to start. But if I know too much of what goes on, I get bored and I don't want to write it anymore. So I have to leave myself enough wiggle room Mm -hmm. to be excited about writing. No, I totally get that. No, I totally get that. I'm a planner, like, (laughs) through and through. I... I have like scripted dialogue in notebooks for like specific scenes in future books that I have written. I have mm-hmm. yet to write. I have bio sheets for every single character, minor and major, <laughs> like down to like, I, I mean, like if I, if blood types mattered in my novel, I would have blood type listed on my characters. <laughs> That's how like nitty gritty I am with my details. Like Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But I, I I find it fascinating how other people write because I don't know about you, but I feel like the writing community is vast, but also very lonely. Like you, there are so many writers out there and so many like indie authors all the way down to like Megan and I who are working on getting published and it feels very isolating, but we know that there's a bunch of us out there. <laughs> and so I'm mm-hmm. always like curious about people's like writing processes mm-hmm. and like all that kind of stuff. And you would, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I just really like what you said about uh, how if you plan too much, you get bored because I've never been able to put that into words. And I'm like, why can I no longer write whatever is happening here or just leave a story? And that makes so much sense because you're absolutely right for me and Lisa and it seems for you and definitely not for Natalie because no. <laughs> well, um, I do like cafe. having those little snippets. Mm-hmm. I like having the little snippets of dialogue. That's mm-hmm. sometimes what I start a scene with is all I have is I wanted this character interaction to happen and I know where it has to end up, mm-hmm. but I just start with, oh, I really like that line. Ooh, that's a really good burn. I want to make sure I write that down. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know like when you're yeah. actually sitting down, what's going to get you into that. And oh, I yeah. hate mm-hmm. when I wrote a scene or a partial scene and it might not even end up in the book, but I need to read it before I can mm-hmm. write this thing that is going to end up in the book. And I don't have it because I put it in, you know, some random folder or something. So I try to be very organized with where I set things up mm-hmm. and and what I do keep but I try to also give myself the freedom to kind of discovery right yeah a little yeah. bit I definitely get that like mm-hmm. I have a uh word for word scene written out in one of my many book notebooks for book three I'm not even done with book one <laughs> but that scene is written I'm done with that scene in book three <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I am I am quite the uh, anal planner like that. I when I picture it, since I cannot write suspense very well, that is not my forte. I'm picturing like your desk looking like one of those like plan like theory with like strings and buttons and like little push pins everywhere of like and then he's over here like you're basically hunting the serial killer in your mind <laughs> and that's how you're like planning out your story <laughs> that's how I picture your planning process that's really how you have to do it though because in suspense has actually made more of a planner out of me that's because so cool. it's harder to have a really good twist if you don't plan everything out mm-hmm. really well that's so really I'm trying cool. to find that balance <laughs> all the time I love that. I have one murder mystery idea that I have filed away for a rainy day after I've written everything else that I possibly want to write, but it's just, it sits in the back file, like in my, on my Google drive, like my little one sheet word document of my murder mystery idea. I was like, one day, one day, little folder, maybe I'll click on you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Mm. So you um, were saying like you have like little, sometimes you write down little snippets of dialogue and things or like a scene. Does, when you're coming up with an idea for when you want to start a new book or maybe an idea for a series, is it like a plot point or do you get like a character that comes to you first? Like you're like, oh, I need to write from the POV of this heroine for this novel. Or do you like see a action sequence in your mind? You're like, all right, I got to write that. It really depends on on the book. Um, a lot of times mine, I think, are character or like meet cute driven. Ooh. <laughs> I, I love the meet cute. And that's usually where I start, mm. um, even if the book doesn't start there. So um, and a lot of times I will write that out and then I'll go plan the novel and then mm. that won't even be used. I'll end up doing something else or <laughs> I'll tweak it or whatever. But I, I have to start there. And that's the most exciting part kind of for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my on my, you mentioned my website, I have the murder in the apple orchard book cover up there, um, which I am so excited for this series, but that one definitely started with the main character and a little bit of a love triangle between two brothers when she goes back home. Okay. So we, we were literally talking about this book before, (laughs) because we were both like instantly drawn to the cover design. Like the cover art is so cool. Mm. And we both read the bio for it. And we're like, is this a love triangle? Is this a why How does this go? And so we were like, I need to know more. I was specifically going to ask you, be like, yeah. do tell me more about this book. Yeah, that one. And I, I have a love-hate relationship with this book because I'm really excited about it and I want to write it, but I need it to be like next level from where I was when I came up mm-hmm. with the idea. And I I think I'm just about ready. I'm hoping to have it written by the by August so that it can come out next year in the fall. Okay. The okay. problem and and the wonderful part about this book is it's part of a series and I have to write at least four of them before I release mm-hmm. the first one. Wow. So, okay. Because so they're all seasonal. Mhm. Oh. Oh, that makes sense. Seasons of murder. Yeah. So, so is tracks. it going to follow Verity for all four of them or is it is that, is that her name? Verity. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Or is it going to be a, a million different... times? That's where I landed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not the best person to pronounce names. No. She is not. <laughs> no, it I, is. And yeah. I didn't know that Verity was a book by Colleen Hoover when I picked that, but Verity means oh. truth, and she's obsessed yeah. with truth and justice. So that's why oh, I, I love that. 
But I is it going to follow so Verity for all four seasons or is you, are you going to have a different um, FMC? Uh, no, it's going to be, it's going to be her. I am not uh, opposed to spinning off different characters, um, okay. but it's going to be her. And, you know, in the beginning, you're not really going to know, is she going to end up with Jaden or is she going to end up with Clark? And that's going to be a thing for the first few books. Ooh. And then uh, once that's decided, her and her partner will be kind of working together through, I probably, I have like 13 books planned right now. Dang. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. But I, I, like I said, I wanted to be next level on the suspense mm-hmm. and mystery part mm-hmm. before I actually wrote it. So I'm, I'm just about there. I would love to see your like calendar of what it looks like for like, cause you said you're having the book three and the uh, second chance. Um, what was it? Second chance. Serial. Serial. Chasing elite serial. So that's coming out hypothetically November. Mm-hmm. So that's book three. And then you already have book four and book four will come out. And then are you going to pivot to uh, seasons of murder after book four comes out? So Seasons of Murder, uh, I, I want, like I said, I want to have that first one written by mm-hmm. August. Um, but after I finish the Chasing the Lead series, my um, my second Department of Second Chances people will be due for their third book. So I have to write Brutal Obsession, which is uh, Adina's okay. and Nash's okay. book from okay. Grin. Um, so basically, I'm writing these two serials and then I move on to seasons of murder partly because I'm really excited about it and I need that mm-hmm. excitement to yeah. get through it fast oh, yeah. um I wrote what's in a name in 17 days whoa so oh. that was just writing time it wasn't I planned uh-huh. it for three months right. then I wrote it in 17 days and then I edited it for three months that's okay. wild and amazing seven but, is that the fastest you've ever written a novel 17 days it was my first full-length novel, and it's the fastest I've ever written a full-length novel. Holy okay. crap. <laughs> for so, you. So, um, and I thought I could just do it again with Grin, and I totally couldn't. It was, it was rough, but we got there. <laughs> I was really um, proud of myself that I wrote a book in a year. <laughs> I can't well, imagine I writing in 17. I started with these little serials and I was writing 17,000 words a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, if I can do that, then I should be able to, you know, write a full length novel. And I think I decided to give myself two months or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that is awesome. I and really then it need just like your like <laughs> grind. I like, I need that. <laughs> well, it's kind of, it's, it's a blessing and it's a curse. Cause right. Cause I'm a, a stay at home mom. I love, like I'm a stay at home mom. Cause I want to be with my kids, mm-hmm. but when I'm in writing mode, that's it. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm in my office. I'm like, like there's sandwiches in the talk to fridge me. and we're having, you know, we're having takeout for dinner, you know, like, um, so I just kind of fall into it. But so, and that's why I kind of like, I like doing the three months to plan and then write it as fast as you can and then let it sit. I have to let it sit. And then I have a whole process I do for revision and that can happen slowly and much more balanced with regular mm-hmm. life. But the writing part, the faster I get it done, the faster I get back to my family. So that's really that's cool. That's a pretty good motivator. So you spend, so you do the planning, the writing, and then the editing. Do you have an editor that will then see it afterwards and be before it's published? Or what is your, like, after you're done with your official edit, what's the timeline after that? Um, I have a, so I am, I am a developmental editor, so I have okay. a specific process to help me with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I don't, although I'm kind of, I'm thinking I want somebody who's either a developmental editor or just a person who's like obsessed with story as much as I am. 
Yeah. Just to have that second pair of eyes on it. I don't currently mm-hmm. have that. Okay. I'm in search of. So if anybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun now. to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you would like to work with Angela, please uh, DM us on Instagram or email us. If we know how yeah, to read. <laughs> I'd love that. Um, and I will reciprocate. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of looking for that right now. I have a really in-depth revision process that involves uh, letting it sit for about a month so that it's, I'm, I'm fresh when I come back to it. Yeah. Um, and I read it backwards, like scene by scene backwards. And it's really great because in suspense or whatever, you might, as you're writing and you're doing your discovery part of your writing, you drop these little hints that need to pay off later. Mm-hmm. And you don't always remember that you did that. So reading it backwards, you get to find all of those. That's so <laughs> um, interesting. That's cool. I wonder. And it is super helpful. I feel like I want to like write that down and be like, could I do that? Should I so do, do that? So do you do that like, like chapter by chapter? So you start with the last like. Scene by scene. So because okay. some of my chapters have multiple scenes. So I do it okay. scene by scene. Okay. And then I give them a rating um, between one and 10, 10 mm-hmm. being the best thing I have ever written. And I will not touch it, which those don't really exist. But let's pretend. <laughs> um and one being, why did I write this? It's drivel and it needs to just be deleted. <laughs> right? I feel that so hard. I literally remember I would, like highlighted a chunk of my book and I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? Or I remember one time I highlighted, I would like had done a big edit and then I like left it alone for a while. I'd like left all these comments for myself, came back like maybe a week or so later. And I literally had a comment where I highlighted this whole paragraph and the comment was just, no. <laughs> no and I was like oh no I was like this is not voting well for me that is really cool I've never I've never heard of that method before I know I'm writing that down I was like I know that um that was my my um coach Marius Wenison came up with that he he's one of these people that like speed reads all these nonfiction books so he went through and he read all of these different books on how to write a book and how to edit a book and how to revise a book and then he used me as a guinea pig and we tried it out and that's how what's in a name was born um it was great so that's very cool so speaking of your writing process when you're in the zone because you say you kind of like when you're author mode and writing mode and not everything else fades away yeah Yeah. (laughs) so when you are in this writing space um do you typically since you are a stay-at-home mom do you write at night or early in the morning do you like listen to music to like focus what is your like setup for yourself I have to get up at, when I'm really on it, I get up at 5 a.m. and I write. Um, I have to, things are a little different now. When I wrote What's in a Name, I was homeschooling. So I would get up at 5, make coffee, you know, kind of futz around the kitchen, mm-hmm. be writing by 5.30. Um, and then it was 5.30 to 7. And then 7, I'd make sure the kids were up, chores were done, we'd do homeschool. And then I would just go back in and write for the rest of the day. Um, Grin was different for so so many reasons um (laughs) but that was mostly just my struggle now that my kids are in school uh I have to wake Lucian is so slow my second child he's so (laughs) slow (laughs) so I have to get him up two hours before we have to leave Mm -hmm. for school Mm -hmm. um but when it was just my oldest you know, I could get him up with 30 minutes and he'd be ready mm-hmm. to go. So I had this whole wiggle room. Now I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out again, but let's, for the sake of answering the question, go with how it was for what's in a name. I got up at five, was writing by five thirty till seven. And then I wrote in the afternoon, I listened to one song on repeat <gasps> Thank for you. this entire book. Validation. And it was perfect. 
here let me i'll i'll find the song Let's validation see. okay so i always ask this question and because i listen to music when i write and people think i am crazy and or like specifically i also listen to music when i write but like i listen i, to I have to word like lyrical songs like yeah. like they have lyrics and some people yeah, find so that a little like cuckoo distracting mm. i i don't but i will sometimes depending on the writing session it is it's not always the same song mm-hmm. but sometimes it'll be like one song for the entire megan and i are in a morning writing group and like mm-hmm. this past week i was listening to one song like on thursday for an hour I've and been, a half <laughs> i've been listening to the same playlist yeah oh yeah same um, the entire been, like I, the entire yeah, I do make playlists for every book, but mm. this one was Monster by Walking on Cars. It was the theme song for one of those Netflix crime shows. It was like a British mm. one where it was Richard Ar- Armitage. I never know how to pronounce his mm. last name, um, but he was like a dad. And then there was some kind of, he was being blackmailed and people were disappearing and it was really good. And the, for some reason, the song stuck with me. So <laughs> I, really cool. I would just it put it on repeat and I, I mean- I yeah. wrote the book in 17 days so have you, worked, about, you know have you thought about like putting out like the playlist for what you're writing for your, all of your books so people can read them while they I mean <laughs> listen to them while they read you totally can I have them on Spotify oh that's awesome nice. that's awesome and I usually have them plugged into my uh whatever I'm currently listening to is generally embedded in the bottom of my website um the only issue is that for some reason when you buy when you get the code you don't buy it but when you get the code from spotify to embed it on your website there is a mistake in the code mm-hmm. so it doesn't work and so every time i have to go through the code and i can't of course i can't remember what it is it's the same <laughs> mistake every time <laughs> but it takes me like 20 minutes to change it so i think it might be on the brutal obsession playlist mm-hmm. right now which i'm not currently mm-hmm. writing but i will be after okay. devil she knows so out of all of your series that you have going on, do you have a particular main character that you gravitate, like feel more connected with, or they would be your best friend or they are like you, you think you guys are really similar. Which one do you think is? Um, well, I kind of, I, I, I like to put a piece of myself in all the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like from my stay at home, like mothering side, I think Rachel from what's in a name is definitely the closest to that, mm-hmm. but then we have Tanvi from uh, Grin, and she's more of like a little bit of my rage <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like my sense of justice. I have, I've been told I have a ridiculous sense of justice, but that's just how I built. <laughs> um, and so that's Tanvi. <laughs> and that's also uh, Paige Quill has this insatiable curiosity that like when I get, I'm like a dog with a bone. If I hear about a specific crime or a mystery like I'm part of the there's like a New Hampshire serial killer group mm-hmm. on uh, New Hampshire serial killer group on Facebook that we're like constantly sending news articles could this be connected like web sleuthing kind of stuff and I just can't even help it I just that's I, I can't help it once I get on that and that will ruin an entire writing session <laughs> if I find something like that so <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny it's really cool um, I wanted to go back. You mentioned that you have a newsletter where you put out a chapter a week. So mm-hmm. how did, what, because that's just such an interesting um, way to put out a story. So how did you uh, come up with that? And so what does that look like? I'm, before I was an author, I was actually a marketer. 
And um, one of my things is why are people signing up for my email list? They like stories. So I want to give them a story for signing up instead of just a, um, you know, my kids got sick and I didn't get to write this week. Um, like I don't really, and on other authors, um, but at the same time, when you give away free stories all the time, you're training your readers to, to not buy from you. And, and I would like to make a living at this. So mm-hmm. please buy my books, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to reward you at the same time for mm-hmm. being yeah. loyal. So I, and I love serialized content. It's like mm-hmm. possibly my favorite thing. Um, like mangas, the the mm. Japanese Korean oh, yes. kind of. Oh love yes. Those. Oh yes. Love them. <laughs> you are talking to this. I've got my people. shelf right down here with all my <laughs> manga and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got one in my library. Yep. Um. So I love that, and I wanted to kind of. I thought it would be a fun way to. It started. The uh, best kept secret started out as a single prompt. I was like, you know, I'm just going to do writing prompts, and mm-hmm. I will share the writing prompts every Tuesday that was how it started. And then I wanted to continue that story so badly that um, it kind of grew from there. And now it's going to be a trilogy when it's all said and done. It's best kept secrets, um, Mm -hmm. telling secrets, selling lies, and you reap what you sow is the third one. Okay. So yeah, I'm just like, that was just a writing prompt Mm -hmm. that that went wild. (laughs) (laughs) Lost control of that one. So with the newsletter, is this something where like you have a stash of chapters that you've already written and you send them out or are you writing like the week before a little bit? That was how it's, it started as I had a stash. I had a nice, nice buffer (laughs) and and then it was gone. (laughs) So my plan for the Mm -hmm. second one, telling secrets, selling lies Mm -hmm. is to sit down and write it. So when I wrote the first um, rendition of this, the one that readers have have enjoyed already, it's all from Kim's perspective. And I am going through and I am adding Jason's perspective right now. So I will give my readers this um, ebook when it's all said and done um, along with the ending. So I'm not going to give them the ending until I have Jason's perspective done. That's cool. And then I'm going to send Very it all cool. out. It's going to be an ebook they can download. And then I'm not going to start telling secrets, selling lies until it is complete so that I don't run into this issue again, because okay. it's not okay. fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <I apologize. laughs> and what is the book, the first book called again? Best Kept Secrets. Best kept secrets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I like this concept. Yeah. I like the, the newsletter. It's more, it's, it's reminds me of my parents used to get these like uh, monthly or even weekly little I don't even call them magazine booklets and it would be they would get a chapter a week and it would be like five to ten Mm -hmm. stories but it'd be just one chapter and then you'd get the next chapter the next time and the next chapter the next time it reminds me of like they had a subscription to something like that growing up I'd be like what are you reading (laughs) because usually like the cover was some like sci-fi art and I'm just like what is happening here (laughs) 12 year old me was very confused yeah, I just, I love that idea. I like mm-hmm. the serialized content. I like that you can binge it if you want to. You can save them up mm-hmm. and you can just binge it. But I yeah. like that reward at the end of waiting a week. Mm-hmm. So, cause I, we both read um, online comics, but I, I'm very yes. addicted to mine. <laughs> um, sometimes if I know like uh, the next few chapters, I just get the vibe from the most recent re- weekly release. The next few chapters, a lot of action's going to happen. I will 
wait and mm-hmm. just stockpile three or four weeks worth of like I'll wait a whole month before going back just so I can binge read <laughs> mm-hmm. because yeah. I'm like I need it now and yes. I I have sometimes mm-hmm. definitely paid for an advanced mm-hmm. week's copy so I can <laughs> get it now <laughs> I want it now <laughs> So you mean you could implement that if you wanted to? <laughs> yeah, it was just literally like, oh, that's an idea. <laughs> it's like, oh, you want next week's chapter now? Here's the little little something something. <laughs> Here you go. Got a got a coffee, <laughs> right? Dollar ninety nine. But okay, I, I that's so interesting, and I love how you're gonna like mush it all together and then release mm-hmm. it so people who aren't part of the newsletter, but then it's you essentially mm-hmm. are creating content for your fans and then you're literally creating just new content for new readers i, I yes multi-purpose smart. i love multi-purpose things mm-hmm. yes yes so i guess That's why um, i make a tiktok and share it on instagram and facebook yes. oh are you on tiktok <laughs> yes awesome yeah we'll have you plug everything at the end so people can come find you on all your platforms <laughs> yeah because we're legit <laughs> <laughs> So I'm a nosy person and I always like to ask people how they come up with cover art, Mm. titles, things like that. What's your like process of coming up with a title? Does it just like come to you or do you have like multiple versions and eventually morphs into whatever is out there right now? Do tell. So titles are tricky. Um, For what's in a name, I don't even know. I know that it was about the serial killer and his multiple identities. That was mm-hmm. kind of what is in a name, you know, what does it mean? Um, especially if you're not willing to keep it. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm not sure how I landed on it, but that's what the idea behind that. While Grin, I think I started with Cheshire Cat was the title of Ooh. Grin, um, which if you want, I think it's Tondi and Lucas's original meet cute. You have to go on my website and puts in and put in angelabreen.club slash I think it's Cheshire Cat but it might be Mm -hmm. Cheshire Dash Cat and then you get that it was like a game that I played during my release but it's still on there Mm. um with my readers we did Mm. that um but that one I knew I wanted a serial killer who and this was actually uh a true crime this girl left she was a fan of Jack Kerouac and she just left her home she had kind of it was like a series of really unfortunate events I think her mother died and then her father died and um and it was like just six months or a year apart from mm-hmm. each other it was too really sudden and she just left and she left a post-it note with like a Cheshire cat smile on it Ooh. and she did it of her own free will then she did unfortunately end up getting murdered um across the country but I like that idea of yeah, if you're yeah. kidnapping mm-hmm. someone and you're leaving this really innocuous clue um for people to find so it started out that way and then the more I dove into um Alice in Wonderland and it's not just you know the Cheshire Cat but it's also chess and it's mm-hmm. playing cards and all of these different things so I I landed on Grin because Alice in Wonderland and uh all those kind of characters play a big role in the book um and grin sounded really sinister. Yeah, it cat. really does. It it gives a creepy <laughs> vibe to it. It, it really does. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the plan. <laughs> um, chasing the lead kind of just jumped out at me because she's literally she meets this guy who's supposed to be dead, and he mm-hmm. saves her from a really mm-hmm. almost unfortunate um, meeting with a mob boss that she had mm-hmm. gotten 
put away and she thought he was still put away and turns out he wasn't oh, um okay. so she's chasing him and the story that she thinks she's chasing ends up not being the story at all um so that's where chasing the lean came from meanwhile i have um friends in the marketing community because that's where i started and also uh through indie different indie things I did authors on a train with Jay Thorne and Zach Bohannon in 2000 right before uh, not 2000 2020 right before everything Mm -hmm. happened um we went to California (laughs) yeah um and so I almost didn't go on that trip and I still am really really thankful that I did Mm -hmm. um worst plane ride of my entire life getting (laughs) out there but worth it (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah, for two hours we sat on the tarmac because of a 10-minute snowstorm in Boston. Oh gosh. And the whole two hours. They kept saying, if you want to get off, you can. And I kept thinking, I'm gone. I'm gonna get out of here. And I'm like, no, I already paid for this trip. I need to just go. <laughs> just to um, so I stuck it out. I made it. Um, and I'm really thankful because Zach and Jay are amazing humans. And Zach is always like, he's always thinking about marketing things. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're supposed to do it. And you're supposed to come up with your titles like analytically. And and so for Brutal Obsession, I used Kindle, uh, what's it called? Kindle Rocket, KDP Rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if what, now he calls it Publish Rocket from Kindle okay. Power. I went and I downloaded the list of all the titles in Romantic Suspense. And then I made a word map and all the words that are used more often are bigger and the ones that are used less often are smaller. And I picked out Brutal Obsession and it fit the book. So that's, really that's cool. what I did for that really one. Cool. <laughs> I'll let you know if it makes a difference. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's what I did for that one. I mean, I was talking to some, we, uh, some friends the other night and everybody's as you can see behind me is my Sarah J Mass shelf um <laughs> and a lot of the wives there are big SJM fans mm-hmm. and my husband was bragging <laughs> to the other like husbands well, when my wife publishes it's not gonna be because the running joke noun is noun of noun of noun because it's like <laughs> and he's like yep. her book won't be noun of noun of noun <laughs> and I was like no it'll be one noun <laughs> All of the husbands were like, thank God, no more of this, of that, of this. <laughs> like the town of times that I hear my wife talking about noun of noun of noun, I don't even know which story I'm reading anymore. <laughs> That's true. They do kind of blend together. They do, yeah. <laughs> we have of blood earth and blood of blood and ash. There's a lot of blood. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of ash. Good. A lot of yeah. ash. Yes, I was going to say that. Battle and blood. Uh, queen and myth. Monsters. <laughs> Just... I really like the word savage. If I see the word savage, I'm there. Yeah. You don't no. know what you just <laughs> w- walked into. You do not know what you just walked into. <laughs> if you want a good book with the title Savage, you should read Savage Lands. <laughs> um, this is a running joke on here because I it it's about every other episode it, I mentioned Savage Lands. <laughs> she does. She really, really does. Well, you're welcome for allowing you to get that in there. Um, I, I, yes, we literally have like a counter somewhere of like mm. how many times I have mentioned Savage Lands on this podcast. It's, it's Savage Lands, SJM, and now Nissa Catherine. So now it's just all of this. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Are you going to like, can you message me all of these recommendations? Yes, I, absolutely. Like, I didn't realize I needed a notebook and a pen before. So, <laughs> don't worry, we'll send them to you. It's yes. okay. okay. Savage Lands is a paranormal fantasy 
uh, romance. And it takes oh place. Oh my gosh, yes, I'm so there. It is a like post-apocalyptic almost like it's but they're fae. They're fae and motorcycles and there's like uh, so yeah, all the things they, I love. <laughs> they, they fight with like guns and enemies, their fists. It's, I it's, think I bought this. I think this might be on my TBR. Oh, you need to read it. You need to read it. It is so good. <laughs> of course, I buy books on Kindle and Apple mm-hmm. and then I have a bunch of of paperbacks. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Kindle one though. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check. It's by Stacy Marie Brown. <laughs> um I read all of the books on Kindle and then I for Christmas I asked for the complete set for Christmas and I was just like I need a hard copy of yes. these but I didn't I'm downloading the sample and that way I'll have it oh, so <laughs> I didn't buy it I know I've read the blurb though because it sounds mm. friendly but you know Highly did she recommend. have like a yeah I went through like a, a I'm just gonna download everything on book talk mm. um, stage yes. And then yes. I had to stop because I Honestly, had too many on that, my yeah. list. Mm-hmm. And some of them were great and some of them did not meet the expectation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I um, have a couple sitting on my shelf still that I'm afraid to read because I really want them to live up to the expectation. I feel that. We yeah. actually interviewed her on the podcast. So you can, if you if you want to hear us talk about yes. it more. No spoilers. Yeah, um, it's a no spoiler episode, but we do interview yeah. her mm-hmm. and we talk, we talk all about Savage Lands. <laughs> And then once you're done reading it, you can go listen to our, we did a deep dive on Savage Lands with spoilers. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. <laughs> you can't tell it's uh, I think it was like my, that series at six books. Mm-hmm. It was in my top three, two years in a row. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. You opened a can of worms. <laughs> Well, I guess this, this, this will tie into this. So you said, mentioned your Kindle. Do you prefer reading like eBooks on your Kindle, like physical books, or do you do audiobooks or all of the above? All of the above. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. here for all of it. And if I own it on Kindle or audiobook and I really loved it, I'm buying the hardback or the paperback. If it's available in hardback, yes. I'm going hardback. Yeah. I really like, somebody said recently that they wish that they bought it on Kindle as an eBook. Mm-hmm. You could, it would like bundle it. They would say, I'd mm-hmm. rather pay a little bit more and either get a bundle for the ebook and the physical book mm-hmm. or ebook and the audiobook. So you can read it or listen to it mm-hmm. at the same time. Cause I know quite a few people sometimes will want to read and listen because it helps them with their auditory processing. And like, mm-hmm. but some people like if you're reading at home and then you jump in the car, you would already have the audio file. And I was like, yeah, that's. Oh, that's what I do is if I have it on Kindle and it's something that I'm like, I need to read this, but I have to actually like go places, then I will get it on Audible and have it on Kindle because it talks to each other. And then um, if I finish on my Kindle, I close my Kindle, I'll get in the car, pop on Audible, and it starts from where I left off on my Kindle. But yeah, I'm so, the same way. I need all of the above. So my, please don't start talking. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I just read I'm like, well it's just harry potter but it's oh. I'm reading it with the kids. um why isn't it finished uh, i was gonna tell you my savage book because <laughs> my savage book <laughs> there i it was kind of the first one that this that started this because the first bit of the book right is all in there it is where'd it go it was right here no um, the first half, the savage and the swan. Okay. I got it on, on audible and I was loving it. I loved the performance of the, the, um, narrator, the female narrator loved it. And then I think it's like 
two or three chapters in, so pretty far into the book, all of a sudden it switches to the male perspective. And this dude's voice, I could not, could mm. not listen to it. So oh, I bought no. it on Kindle mm. and then I would read his chapters <laughs> and then listen to hers. And, and it really did help with the mm. auditory because I, sometimes I can get really into the audio and sometimes mm. I can't and I need to read it at the same time. But yeah, that was that was my savage book. It was the Savage and the Swan, and I, okay, I I'm sure that the gentleman mm-hmm. who did the audio version did his best, and and I'm sure it was exactly what the author wanted because it exists, but it wasn't for <laughs> me. <laughs> well, I ha- I do have one question right now. Um, so you keep mentioning the your little uh, meat cutes in all of your books. Do you have a favorite meat cute that you've written, whether it made it in the final cut or it didn't? But do you have a favorite? Because those are those are the best those parts. Are my yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love a good meet cute. <laughs> I really love Tonvi and Lucas's meet cute. Now that one is an enemies to lovers. And <gasps> when I was studying enemies to lovers, I'm like, what makes them enemies? They've never met each other before. What's mm-hmm. going to make them enemies? And I realized that a lot of enemies to lovers are because one or both of the characters gets embarrassed when they meet. So I was like, I'm going to embarrass the crap out of Tommy um, because she's super confident. She's like, mm-hmm. so she's, uh, she's a rookie detective, but she is very confident in her skills. And she puts together that there's a serial killer in Indianapolis before everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then she Ooh. has to convince the FBI that there is in fact a serial killer and we, we need help. Um, at that point, Frank from what's in a name, it has been fired from the BAU, but he still has connections and um and he is working on cold cases in indianapolis so she kind of teams up with him he calls his connection and she's struggling with a young fbi agent who is just trouble he's too cocky he doesn't follow the rules he is lucas um so she's (laughs) like all right i'll send you this one agent if you can convince him that there's a a a serial killer than what we can talk but I want you to straighten this guy out because I think he has leadership material I think he could really be you know my replacement if we get him sorted Mm -hmm. yeah so his first night in the city Tanvi knows that she has a meeting with him the next day but she doesn't know anything else about him and her sisters take her out for a night on the town and they're gonna you know party and just have fun yeah you know where this is going um (laughs) They're going to part and just have fun and cut loose because Tanvi has been so stressed dealing Mm -hmm. with all of this. Um, And she decides that she's going to have a one night stand despite all of her sisters telling her, you're not that kind of girl. You're not going to like it. It's Mm. not going to be fun for you. And she's like, you know, I know. (laughs) So she sees this young guy Mm -hmm. and she's flirting with him, heavy, heavy flirting, saying, um, and he's kind of, he's playing along with her, you know, he's like, I'm only in, in town for a couple of days. I'm just mm-hmm. here to consult on a project. And she's like, even better. And he's like, you know, so you just want to use me for my body. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then she goes to, uh, you know, she has her hand on his chest and she goes to lower it and she discovers FBI credentials and a gun because he kind of pushes her hand away. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh my word. And she's mortified. And he's like, but wait, we could still have fun. (laughs) And she runs away. And then the next day she has to present her case to him. That's my favorite. I love love that so much. That is so good. (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's great. Um, 
I'm a sucker for enemies to lovers. Mm, Me too. Me too. Every time somebody says that they don't like enemies to lovers, I started doing a whole analysis on like, but when people say they don't like enemies to lovers, it's like they don't like the childishness of Mm -hmm. it. Whereas I find that really fun because Mm -hmm. my husband and I are childish. (laughs) 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 Like the hating game. I love that. Uh I love every second of that. Same. Because it was, I love how she incorporated the theme of a game. Mm-hmm. into every mm-hmm. aspect of that book it was beautifully done beautifully written I loved it every second of it I was there for it. <laughs> well uh speaking of tropes is there any tropes that you are like you automatically gravitate towards to add to your novels or are there any that you're like I must avoid this trope or this like super popular thing in my writing like I will never write xyz into my story I don't know if there's anything that I would never write. And I don't like, it's just a personal preference. I don't like when the male character is younger than the female character. Like mm-hmm. no hate to people who love that. It's just my my personal preference is that my husband is my age and he's too young for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't want anybody younger. Um, it's just how I feel. But um, that's probably the only one that I, I don't know that I would never do it, but I don't see myself doing that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, I think, like enemies to lovers was on my my bucket list of writing and I did that with granite and I would love to do another one that's even mm-hmm. a little bit more childish um because they have more like adult debates and disagreements and um but they really try to see each other's point of view which is why mm-hmm. they're able to come together in the end um and I really enjoyed writing that because I liked that they didn't ever hide who they truly were because of the other mm-hmm. one's beliefs mm-hmm. they were like this is me accept me or don't and I just, I really like that. Um, but I would like to write another one where I get to incorporate more of the fun in games, mm-hmm. which I am kind of doing. I'm leaning towards that being the whole foundation of Verity and the individual Ooh. that she ends up with. <gasps> I love this. So, <laughs> that's for that. Um, that's what that's looking like. But mm-hmm. my other favorite trope that I cannot wait to do, and I actually get to do it for an anthology, but I think, am I doing that one as Angela Breen or I don't remember because I have three pen names. Um, Okay. So yeah. So for, and I don't remember, but I'm signed up for three anthologies, Mm -hmm. one for each pen name this year. Um, And one of them is a fake relationship. I want to write a fake relationship so bad. I love the fake dating so badly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm in a, I'm in an anthology for, um, the new romance cafe. They do anthologies. Mm-hmm. And I did one, um, I did one with the mafia romance, which I had never done before. Ooh. And that was really fun. <laughs> um, and then, and now yes. I'm doing the fake relationship. I'm doing the gods and goddesses. I'm doing Loki and Kara from Norse mythology. Ooh, um, wait, wait, where can we find this? <laughs> that one isn't coming out until next year. Okay. That one I'm writing under Cameron J. Quinn. Um, and then I'm doing the protector. So the protector anthology is the one that mm. I'm Angela Breen on. So the other one I'm Marissa Frosch, which I write MMA wow. romance under Marissa Frosch. So you you said oh. you have three pen names. Can you say them one more time? All three of them. <laughs> so Cameron J. Quinn is urban fantasy, paranormal romance, that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm in the process of revamping her because that's where I started. And I, I did a lot of things um, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so um so this gods and goddesses um Mm -hmm. anthology piece is kind of going to launch me back into because I really have these great ideas for vampire romances Mm -hmm. and um I have one 
yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, that's family. <laughs> <good thing. laughs> and then I have Angela Breen, which is romantic suspense mm-hmm. and um, and mysteries. And they're not like I know it has kind of a cozy mystery cover, but I tried to make it edgier mm-hmm. because there is swearing and there will be sex in mm-hmm. murder in the in seasons of murder. Ooh. Um, because that's how I roll. Um, and then I have Marissa Frosch, which is my MMA romances. And that's the one that I'm doing the fake relationship, uh, one for, and I think that one comes out the soonest. Okay. Okay. So you literally just do it all. (laughs) You literally do it all. I can't help it. I'm one of those. Mm -hmm. I bounce. Um, I currently have like three books that I have the entire beginning book Mm -hmm. written out on my computer. One of which is brutal obsession. Um, (laughs) So, so I just kind of, so what made you want to do three different pen names? So, um, when I was first starting out as a little baby author and researching different ways to publish and, uh, and meeting Mm -hmm. authors, I met, um, let me think of her pen name, Paige Morgan. Um, she's an author from New Hampshire who writes like, uh, young adult fantasy romance. Mm-hmm. books um love her give her a, a read if you haven't <laughs> um but I met her and she got a publishing deal for her first book under her real name and it didn't do well mm-hmm. um I don't know why because at the time I didn't even think to ask these questions like now I know about the realities of a marketing budget in uh traditional publishing and uh the things that you have to do as an author to to sell your book um I didn't know that then, but so what, all I know is that it didn't make it. Um, and her publisher, cause she had a two or three book deal. Her publisher said for your next book, you have to change your name. Mm, and that mortified oh. me. So I didn't want to use my real name in case mm-hmm. I sucked at it, which to be fair, Cameron J. Quinn is how I published and mm-hmm. I have to revamp that. So it was not a horrible decision. <laughs> um, now I have to try to market, you know, mm-hmm. three three names, which is terrible. So I don't exactly recommend it. But at the same time, testing the waters and figuring things out mm-hmm. under a pen name is not the worst idea. Um, so that's kind of where it came from. And then, so Cameron J. Quinn was very paranormal and fantasy based. Um, and I wanted to write romantic suspense. So I decided to come up with Angela Breen, which is my stepdad, um, I think, my parents, they got married when I was like eight and I was the closest thing to a child he ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, cause my mom actually had got her tubes tied before she got pregnant with me. Um, oh, wow. but I was apparently the last one mm-hmm. to, to sneak through. Um, <laughs> and it was like three years in between her surgery and when I arrived. Oh wow! Um, so, but then when she got married to my stepdad, they were never able to conceive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a really awesome guy and I absolutely loved him he would have been a really terrific father but he passed away in 2016 Mm. and I wanted to author him uh, offer oh my goodness I wanted to honor him (laughs) words I'm really good at it Uh, (laughs) we say the same I wanted to honor him (laughs) I wanted to honor him by using his name um so that's where Breen came from Mm -hmm. okay um and then Marissa Frosch is my actual legal name okay so I'm like I'm ready now Tw- uh, 10 <laughs> books down the road I'm ready uh, yeah because when I received your email I was just like wait which is her name <laughs> what well, are we I gonna call her because I got confused too because um because it was Victoria that 
gave me your yes. information because uh, Victoria's been a family friend for oh gosh since I was in high school. So it's it's been a while since we've known because she used to work with my mom, um, and we're still family friends with her. And so she texted me one day and sent me the screenshot of your message on her Facebook post. And um, I was like, okay, cool. So I was looking and then um, the only thing I could find was the Angela Breen or she sent me and told me Angela Breen or something. And I was like, oh, is this correct? Have I got the right person? (laughs) Same person. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I, I've honestly, I originally thought I was going to write under a pen name. And as I've, as I've marinated on this book for a decade, (laughs) I have slowly, slowly reined into, it's getting closer and closer to just being my name. (laughs) But I have like, I already have like a pretty, um, not large online presence, but I have a online presence name that I use. And I'm just like, maybe it's just that. It's just going to be that because yeah. it's like already like everything is already that because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like a default. Like I've like filled out forms and things and it'll default to my online name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's know? yeah. That's why I kind of shifted to branding pretty gritty love stories because that fits all of my pen names. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, yeah. I like that a lot. So like are all so. of your books, uh, this is so, I guess it kind of ties in with the, the gritty, pretty are all of your books spicy or yes. okay Just well for... they're they're spicy or they're spicy adjacent like okay. <laughs> spice is coming because <laughs> in chasing yeah in chasing the lead they don't actually get together mm-hmm. but there's kissing and there's tension yeah. and there's buildup mm-hmm. but it's like it's like the first you know quarter of a book it's not mm-hmm. the full you know yeah, yeah. It's a serial. so um but then in I think in playing the songbird which is the second one it's Noah's perspective and you get a little bit more um but you're not going to get all of it until mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen in Devil She Knows because she's going to be a little bit traumatized for that one um so I don't know how that's going to work out but yeah yeah <laughs> but okay, there cause... will be spice to some people it really matters whether mm-hmm. it is or isn't there like one of my good friends she's like if it doesn't have spice I don't want to read it <laughs> I'm like okay good to know okay. <laughs> yeah and that's that's why I have to always say that uh what's in a name is a slow burn because mm-hmm. I I was so focused on the suspense for this one and being creepy mm-hmm. um I say creepy because I creeped myself out while I was <laughs> <doing> that um <laughs> That means it's really good, guys. Yes. If the author's creeped out um, by their own work, it's a good sign. Exactly. I, I have that moment in just about every book I write where I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> but That's yeah, awesome. so that one's a slow burn and it's it's very limited. And I almost wish that during the revision process, I had added more spice. But Rachel is really reserved because she just, not just, but she got out of an abu- uh, extremely mm-hmm. abusive relationship. So she's like, are you worth my time? Yeah. Do, do I want you near my kids? Yeah. Like, you know, she's a mom. Yeah. Um, so it takes a while for that to happen. And it does happen, but it mm. takes, it's a slow burn. Okay. Okay. That's really cool. Whereas, so, oh, wait, go ahead. 
grin is not i mean it's a, it takes a minute for them to get there because it's enemies to lovers so they have to get over that yeah. part you know? yes of course um but once they're there they're there oh yeah <laughs> enemies to lovers has this beautiful tension it just builds and builds and builds and then when it bursts it's just like immediate attraction yes. yeah which i love <laughs> And I like to have this, uh, I like to have a scene where the hero always kind of divulges to her specifically any issues that he had in his mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. And I timed it like, I think really well with that. So in that book, I'm really, I'm really quite proud of Grin. It took a long time and it was like pulling teeth some days, but I'm really proud of it. <laughs> I like pun, pulling teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So when it comes down to the writing process and making these sometimes really suspenseful tense scenes or the more emotional scenes, is it particularly difficult or do you do anything to help like set the mood to like channel that like feeling in it? So it, it, it seems weird, but all of my most tense and like frightening scenes are either at night when I'm alone, I'm writing them at night alone. Or in the dark too. Only my screen is lit, which I hate doing. It creeps me right out. But but that's what oh. I do. Or oh oh, I wait no. for a thunderstorm. If it starts storming, I'm like gone. I'm like I gotta get to my computer. <laughs> like I'm to write. It's okay, my so moment. That's, that's really funny because I listen to thunderstorm sounds to go. Yeah, to sleep. I do that. I will do that. But oh. so it's like I don't know. Does that like laying down and you hear the thunder and you're like, ah, no, gotta write. (laughs) I gotta write. (laughs) Gotta write. Sometimes if I wake up to a really particularly loud, like strike, I'm like, oh, well it's time. (laughs) (laughs) The the lightning is summoning you. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's time to write. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Like sometimes like I listen to like really intense music if I'm writing a really intense scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, same thing. Like when I'm reading a really intense scene, I'll listen to like intense music to like match the what's going on Mm -hmm. well sometimes like if I'm really struggling and there's no storms or I can't do it at (laughs) night because I'm exhausted um I like to go into like Spotify and find um like superhero movie soundtracks yes oh yes same yes yeah Yeah. I was so literally told like two days ago that I listened to soundtrack music (laughs) (laughs) it's like well I know it's so good like, they, I was, they put so much emotion yeah. through music with no words. That is yeah. talent. Oh yes. no, it's even the ones with words. My fr- like even with I- words. Yes, it's true. <laughs> yes. I was showing a song to my friend. She's like, you know, Natalie, you know what this sounds like? And I was like, don't you say it. Don't, don't you say it. And I was like, I know what you're going to say. And she's like, it sounds like a movie. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I get that so often. Oh my gosh. I said, so this is a, a little pivot away from the writing and the, the books and the process. I mean, there's still books or there's always books, <laughs> but I guess it's more like, like, what do you enjoy to read? Like, I know you write all of these genres, but do you enjoy reading all of these genres as well? Like I mentioned before, I struggle with the romantic suspense genre, finding one that I like, like I read Nora Roberts because I'm like, go to the best in the, in the genre. Right. And I could not stand the hero of that book and I still need to like try another one but couldn't I just couldn't Mm -hmm. and I read the entire thing because I'm also a story nerd so um I like to read and analyze books um I read the whole thing and I'm like why didn't I like it so I'm never doing that with my (laughs) my characters um but it's like getting I also don't I don't like to 
push myself through a book I don't like I literally did that one because it was Nora Roberts and that was Mm -hmm. the reason yeah um and I assumed there was something there for me to learn um but yeah if I don't like it I just can't read it and I have a really hard time with romantic suspense books um my favorite genre is probably paranormal romance Mm -hmm. I eat those up um I'm really getting into fantasy romance (gasps) um but but fantasy I struggle with too yeah I struggle with fantasy like on a larger scale because of all of the world building that has to take place Mm -hmm. it's so important it has Mm -hmm. to be there um but I want to get to like the the meet cute and the um accidental touches and the that stuff I'm gonna make you so (laughs) so the the savage and the swan Mm -hmm. was perfect for me because you launch into a fantasy world. You don't know a lot about it, but you get bits and pieces and they meet right away. And it's like this forbidden thing. And you don't realize how forbidden until later, mm-hmm. but it just, because she gave me that little nugget right in the beginning, which mm-hmm. under Cameron Jakeman, I'm planning to do um, fairy tale romance, like uh, retellings. And I want to do Snow White. And so I'm kind of taking notes on that front for mm-hmm. uh, those. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that one I'm, I'm, please do send me a list because I need it for research. <laughs> you are literally like everything that you're listening yes. and want more books to read about is our yes. bread and butter. That we, is these are all that we read. Yes. <laughs> like I have my guilty pleasure. I mean, I have a lot of guilty pleasures, but in the reading world, Megan will know this. She can testify is she'll, I'll be like, so I started a new book this week. She's like, is it another mafia book? Oh, <laughs> so mafia I, book. I had no idea about mafia. Like, okay. So I liked um, certain films and mm. then, I signed up for this mafia romance um, anthology and I had to write this mafia story and it, I think it came out really pretty good. Um, if you want to read it, you can download yes. it at um, yes. prettygrittylovestories.com. Okay. Um, but uh, for signing up, that's, that's the freebie right now. Um, hey. But yeah, so I think it turned out pretty good, but I'm like, I've never actually read a mafia book. So do I really know if it turned out good? It's got great reviews, but so you tell me. <laughs> I I we read, love a good mafia. I think I probably read minimum of two mafia romances a month. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm like that with paranormal romance. I started on Cheryl and Kenyon when I was like 14 and I just ate them up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm down for the the paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as there's like it's really good action adventure, I guess is my only rule. It has to be yeah. a really good action adventure. Well, you're gonna like Savage Lanson. <laughs> yes, you will. I'm so it's, excited. It's That's, action. There's it's, it's like we said, action fay, but it's post-apocalyptic, so it's it's, it's gritty, but it's um like motorcycles and they have guns and whatnot. Spicy. It's super spicy. Yeah, enemies, enemies to lovers. Oh, in the best yeah. way. In the, in like the all best of the things. All it's of just the all things. of the things. All it's the so things. good. Some people say it's sometimes a little too tropey. There might be some like art redundancies, but but I eat it up with us. Oh moon. yes, every <laughs> word. If it's like good enough that I can read it in a day, I don't care. I guess. I read all six in a week. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I do that. I get on like a yeah. bin, which okay. So I guess there's two moms that vacate mm. the premises. It's reader mom and writer mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Well, I, this is so left field, but you mentioned um, an author that you read as a, as a kid. Did you read like Nancy Drew or anything like that growing up as well? I loved, okay. So my stepmom, <laughs> my parents got divorced when I was five, which I'm not sad about it at all. It was the best thing they could have done for us. And I got two great step parents out of it. So mm-hmm. my stepmom started reading to us at night and I had never heard of Nancy Drew. Like I said, I was already hooked on like um, Unsolved Mysteries mm-hmm. and like the first 48 and those kind of shows. Um, huh. or 48 hours. I don't remember uh, which ones were around then, but definitely Unsolved Mysteries. And she brought in Nancy Drew novels and we just ate them up. We would go to the library and each of us, there were three of us girls. It was uh, me and then my two stepsisters were like mm-hmm. a year, you know, one and then the other. So 10, nine, eight. We would go grab three Nancy Drew books and we would just read them and then go back and we'd read them out loud at night. And it was like, we were Nancy. And I liked mm-hmm. the Hardy Boys too, but I couldn't get them into the Hardy Boys. So it wasn't the same. I dressed up as Nancy Drew for Halloween one year and she wears, I was also 11. So like, not exactly. (laughs) Like I couldn't exactly embody Nancy Drew considering she was like twice my age. (laughs) And I remember I walked around with a name tag all night. (laughs) It said Nancy Drew on it. I did that. I was baby spice once for Halloween, but I was just like, a little kid with like bell bottoms and I had like platform <laughs> shoes and pigtails but like yeah there was no way no everyone's like what are you like, a name tag would have helped <laughs> right right like I walked I remember I went to like two houses and I they're like what are you and I was like I'm Nancy Drew the detective and they're like who and I was like okay went home on. got a name tag and the people just started reading it and some people knew who she was but like I I didn't do a great I made my own costume no one helped me so like it wasn't great (laughs) like I wasn't like a carbon copy of like off of one of the covers like I wasn't wearing the green dress that she wears on like the front cover of uh the first book or anything Mm. like that I was wearing pretty average clothes (laughs) I had my hair just like hers I had like I don't know clothes that she would wear but yeah when I said I was baby spice though they were kind of like my my grandmother's like you're one of those sex pot girls (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yeah but i'm the baby one i'm the cute one right (laughs) yeah it's different (laughs) yeah i always wanted to be like sporty spice or angry spice Spice. oh no i was i was baby spice oh no 100 i liked all the like spice world feisty ones (laughs) (laughs) well i have one more question i wanted to ask you and it is if you could be any character that you've written which character would you want to be? I think I would want to be Tandi Ooh. because she gets to be with Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Noah from um, the serial, but mm-hmm. he is so damaged that it does. It's like reality would not be fun. Whereas Lucas, I think he's just damaged enough to be really down to earth. <laughs> there's a like, and he line reminds me the most of my yeah, husband. yeah yeah there's, yeah there's a line <laughs> and he reminds me the most of my husband so oh yeah have you okay. written your husband into any of your characters like I like right now am writing him and then you said what's your favorite meet you and it's not published yet but that one was like I went went through my mind the one I'm writing right now um because I had this so growing up I had this um really strong fear of men okay and uh for reasons that I'm not going to go into but uh it was strong (laughs) and um I kind of took on this like I'm mean and nasty don't come Mm -hmm. near me kind of a persona to Mm -hmm. uh stay away from people and 
you know, I've worked through that, obviously I'm married, I'm happy. Um, but I think that that's something that a lot of women can actually relate to. So I decided I wanted to work that into a character um, for my first, this is the one that if you sign up for my Marissa Frosch um, email list, you'll get it chapter by chapter mm -hmm. as it comes out. Um, but I decided that since my husband is really the one who helped me through all of this, um, I wanted the hero to be just kind of like him, mm -hmm. which also presents mm -hmm. some nice challenges because he's one of those people who is super analytical and he almost forgets to factor in. He wasn't as bad when we first met, but um, being in the Marine Corps and going mm -hmm. through Afghanistan and everything, he's turned into this kind of like emotion doesn't exist and I'm only running on facts. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, humans are emotional creatures. <laughs> yes. So we have to yes. factor in the emotion. <laughs> 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 but that's kind of, I'm writing him into that character mm -hmm. right now. Very cool. Very, cool. Very cool. I think I have one more question. Megan, do you have any other questions? You no, I think I'm good. All right. So this is going to be our final question of the interview <laughs> because so I always, I feel like this is going to start a new trend in our future author interviews here because for so much of my life, I was, I felt very alone as a budding author. So if as an author, is there any advice you would give to people who are writing their first book or pe people who are just getting into the publishing process or any of that kind of stuff. Do you have any like words of wisdom that you would like to pass on? I think it's really important to find your tribe early. And these are people that you should be able to uh, communicate with on multiple levels. You don't want the kind of person that if you say that you're interested in writing about a specific topic that they're gonna be like, well, we're not friends anymore. Um, you want them to be, and you, and you want multiple of them because people have lives <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes their lives explode and they can't be there to help you through your writing process. <laughs> so you need multiples, <laughs> Yes, um, but, and along with that, um, this is probably the best piece of advice, advice that I've ever gotten in any aspect of my life. And it just happens to fit in writing really well is revoke your right to be offended because if somebody doesn't respond to you if they don't get back to you they're probably not trying to be mean to you mm -hmm. they probably just had something come up they forgot they you know it's and it's not malicious it mm -hmm. just yeah. is so you have a choice you can follow up or you can move on but you mm -hmm. don't have to be upset about it and you don't have to carry it around okay Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Very good. Good advice. Yes. Good advice. Good. <laughs> well, before we end, I feel free to plug any pages, upcoming book yes. releases, anything you want for our listeners right now. So uh, my website is AngelaBreen.club. And right now, the um, story that you can kind of start is uh, called Obsession. It's about a girl who becomes the obsession of a teenage psychopath um, and her fight for survival. And it's a bit of a time jump between uh, when she first met him and as she's trying to escape him. So Ooh. it's fast paced, fun, scary. Um, that one I creep myself out with, um, <laughs> <laughs> like pretty bad. Um, yeah, so that's there. Then I'm also on TikTok. I can't remember if I'm Pretty Gritty Love Stories on TikTok or if I'm Angela Breen. Um, <laughs> but I'm there. We'll tag it on our Instagram for mm -hmm. all of them to find. Okay. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm Angela Breen Books. And on uh, Facebook, I believe my page is also Angela Breen Books. And those are pretty much the same. I basically mm -hmm. share, upload it to 
Instagram and it goes to Facebook. So find me wherever you're happiest. <laughs> Very um, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we will definitely tag you on our yes. side and so mm-hmm. our viewers can find you. It was <laughs> really cool getting to chat. I love learning. It's it felt like you just kept unfolding new little secret mm-hmm. things about you in this interview. It was so great to have you on our They Know How to Write season. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, we will see you guys next time on We Know How to Read. Bye. Bye.